Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. God, we dedicate this time to you. We pray, Lord, that you would move mightily in our midst. I pray if there's anybody that's blinded to the truth today, I pray that they have eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, I thank you for the message that you've given me to share. I pray that not one word that would come out would be from selfish ambition or desire. But I pray that in loneliness of mind that I would consider others more than I even do myself. I pray that God arise and that his enemies be scattered. Lord, do what only you can do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, why don't you look at your neighbor and say, you're lucky you got to sit next to me. Hey, look at somebody else and say, you look like you've lost 20 pounds. Did you lose 20 pounds? Lie to them if you have to. We'll repent at the end of the service. How's that sound? Praise the Lord. Well, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Well, we're going to continue in a series. If you haven't been here over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about keys to fighting. And I believe this is something that, Whatever it is in your life, how many of y'all know if you're going to have a good marriage, you're going to have to fight for it, right? If you're going to have, if you're going to have good kids, you're going to have to fight for some kids. If you're going to have to have a, if, you're, if, you, if God's called you to start a bid business, there's going to be times where you're going to have to fight, right? Now, I wouldn't encourage physically fighting your, in your marriage, but for your marriage. Come on, somebody. But my whole point is this, is coming from the Word of God in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, He says, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said gates, but then the scripture goes on to say, let me go ahead and go there. He says, whatever you bind on earth, I'm giving you the keys. Everybody say keys. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. He is saying there's many gates. How many of y'all know broad is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life? And he said, there's going to be many gates that you'll be able to go through that leads to destruction. Behold, but I am giving you some keys. Aren't you thankful for keys? Really, how many of y'all have ever lost keys before? Isn't it a pain in the rear? Like, it's absolutely terrible knowing that you don't have this bright, scary-looking contraption that won't let you get through a door. But when you think about a key, I want you to think about it like this. It's not just a piece of metal that's jagged, but it's, it's got places that are cut out. There's places that are higher. There's places that are lower. There's places that have ridges and don't have ridges. But because of this key and the way that it's formed, it will go through the door, that it, the lock that it's designed to go through. See, isn't that the way life is? How many of y'all have gone through some moments that have been cut out of you? And you didn't understand it at the time. You didn't know why it happened to you. Don't understand uh, why the marriage failed. Or you don't know why the relationship messed up. Or why that business transaction didn't go the way that it should. Or why your kid was an idiot. Can I get an amen? Or you don't, you don't understand any of those things. But you look down the road. And what God was doing is he was chiseling some things out of you. Are you hearing me today? He was chiseling things out of you. He was getting the right people in your right corner for such a time as this because there's doors you couldn't go through on your own. Only God can make you go through those doors. 
The Bible tells us in Revelation, he said, Behold the key of David. Behold, I open doors that no man can shut, and I shut doors that no man can open. I'm telling you, there is a grace about you. There's a spirit on you. There's a mercy on you that doors wouldn't be open if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Are you hearing me today? Come on, second service. Are you all alive and well? Are you awake? I'm talking about fighting. Come on, all of us love some good drama and fighting. Let's go. And so we've been talking about these things. And, and one of the first thing that I brought to you is this. I'm telling you, you will not fight at the level that God has called you to fight in unless you have this applied to your life. The, all the reasons of you staying alive is because you have breath. The Bible says all scripture is God breathed. You've got to have food to nu nu uh, bring nutrients to your body. The Bible says this is the bread of life. You've got to have water in order for you to live past five days. I'm telling you, the Bible says it's a washing of the water of the word. And I'm telling you to bring life to you. How many of y'all thankful for the word of God this morning? That's a key to fighting. Another key to fighting we talked about was prayer. Let's not make it a last resort. Let's make it a first response. We treat prayer like it sometimes is the only time we pray for the food. Rub-a-dub-dub, -dub, God bless the grub. But let's use prayer not as a bell that we ring when we're in trouble. Let's use prayer as a time that we spend with God and get close to him. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. How about you wake up in the mornings and you give him praise and say, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it are made safe. Come on. At his name, every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And so let's use it not as a bell we ring when we're in trouble. Let's use it as the bell we ring because the victory is already won. The race has already been run. Are you hearing me? We talked about a key component to that it would be fasting as well. It's another, uh, if you want to live in victory in your life, we took a week to fast together. And when you fast, it separates you from the things of this world. It gets you rid of the distractions and it causes you to really try and trust and put your whole effort into the Lord. Because how many of y'all know there's only some things, uh, there's, there's some things that you can do on your own accord, but there's lots of things that if God didn't move, I'm fasting, it supercharges your faith. It supercharges your prayer life. I talked about a Tesla, how it, you need a supercharger for that. Now, I said all things about a Tesla, but I still think they're pretty cool. And if somebody wants to give me one, I'd gladly take it. All right? Praise the Lord. The last one last week, I talked about worship. The Bible tells us, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. If anything, we ought to lift our hands. I'd hate to think yesterday I act like a buffoon when my kids wrestle. I yell, scream, shout, holler. Anson always tells me, I can hear my coaches, but I can hear you. I said, son, that's the preacher in me. Right? I have to be careful when we eat at the restaurant. Everybody in the restaurant knows that Travis Bennett is there. But I would hate to think that I was more loud. I was, I was more excited and more loud at a wrestling tournament than I am about a God that saved my life. Are you hearing me? We got to be worshipers. But the last one is this. Actually, let me give you one more scripture. Lord put this on my heart this morning to share with you. It's found in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. And what makes this scripture so rich is because this is a prison epistle that the apostle Paul is pinning from inside of a jail cell behind bars. And he says this, not that I've already obtained it or have already been made perfect, 
But I actively press on so that I may take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. He said, brothers and sisters, lift your hand if you're a brother and sister in Christ. That means he's not just talking to the church at Philippi. He's talking to AOL this morning. He said, I do not consider that I'm, I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, singular. He said, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize of the upward call of God that is in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you this? If you're going to be a good fighter, when you get kicked down, you get up and you keep pressing on. You've got to move forward. If John claude Van Dan was here, he would say you this. In blood sport, he got up and had to keep fighting. Maybe in the relationship, it is dissolved. I'm telling you, if Woody was here, he would tell you when Andy left for college, he still had to get out of the toy box and still build cities and fill contracts. Are you hearing me today? I'm just trying to break it down to you. How many of y'all know in 2023, the economy may look rough. There may be all kinds of things that are happening in the world, but we've got to press on. We've got to move forward. We've got to keep on keeping on. Are you hearing me today? Let's not give up. Let's not throw in the towel. Let's keep going. So the last component is this. I believe there is one area, and I think it's so ironic. You know, when you have baptism, you have all kinds of people that visit and family members, and you have baby dedications and all these different things. And I think it's so wild the way the, word, uh, the, way the Lord works because this is the week that he told me to talk about this. But I'm telling you, this is a key to victory. Don't go ahead and shut me off. I'm going to... I'm, I'm tell people who's listening online right now, it'd be so easy for you to switch over. Oh, Joel Osteen, but don't do it. Because God's called me not to entertain goats, but to protect and feed sheep. And this may be a word that you may not want to hear, but it's the word of God. This is not my words, these are God's words that are speaking today. Are you ready for the word? Here's the last one. One area people have a hard time fighting in is, is in generosity. Right away, when I said the word generosity, your, your cheeks just got tight in the room. I felt it, all right? And I'm not talking about the ones on your face. I'm talking about the ones in your chair. You puckered up just a little bit. But can I tell you why? I, I'm not being insensitive when I talk about money or generosity or giving. Because can I tell you, I've been in church long enough to know this, that this message has been abused. I know it with all my heart. If you've watched it on TV, there's been TV guys. In fact, this, this year there was a TV preacher that came out and he said this, you know, throw everything there is about tithing away. I don't believe in it anymore. And I want to tell him, why don't you give back your six Rolls Royces then? Crazy stuff. I'm not here with, with a bottle of water that I got out of the water fountain and said, this is from the Jordan River. And if you give $50 today, I'll send you Jordan water, <laughs> water from Lake Meredith. Praise the Lord. I'm not being insensitive to know this, that in the church has been manipulated. I know that with all my heart. But I also... Would be, I would be failing you to tell you this, that in the Gospels, uh, one, if you look, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I've seen this many times in commentaries, I hadn't looked this up myself, but I believe it if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that one out of ten verses has to do with money. And if Jesus talked about it that much, I should at least get one Sunday a year or two. 
be generous because we're talking about it. Give me three. In fact, already, if you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I, this, you're exactly the example of what I think everything is about church. Uh, uh, can I tell you, come back next week. I'm starting a new series called uh, Connection Medic. I'm talking about relationships. So uh, Jesus said it had that much to do with your faith. Then maybe how many of y'all believe Jesus was on to something when he talked about it one out of ten times? And if you're a visitor today, I want to tell you this. Keep your money. I don't want it. And that isn't what this is about. I'm saying this. If you're visiting from another church, you need to be faithful to your house. And you need to plant it into that storehouse. Are you hearing me? Plant seed there where it can grow and where it can flourish. I'm going to get an amen from every person you hear an amen from today in your row. They're a tither and a giver. Come on, somebody. And if you're not one of those, you just... Uh, if you are a tither and a giver, just watch the other people in the room be nervous for 30 minutes. You ready? I, I believe there's three ways, three ways of giving. Are you ready for this? Three ways of giving that I believe changes your life. The first one is this, spontaneous giving. And spontaneous giving, I believe if you have a heart at all of compassion inside of your life, you've all been here where you've had that spontaneous time of where it's need-based. You know where Jesus talks about that I was moved with compassion of like when you're watching TV and they have that puppy dog on TV where he looks, you know, pitiful, looks like he had parvo for like three, you know, he's barely making it alive. And then they put that song on, in the arms of the angels. You're like, where's my wallet? Isn't it something about music that just charges people? You know, when you watch the video and you're like, yes, I'm so behind this. Or you, you're, you're in a room at a banquet. Uh, one of the ministries that we give to is Life Challenge. When you have a young man that goes up there and he gives a compelling testimony. And maybe you have the same testimony in your life. Where God has set you free from a life of drugs and alcohol. Or maybe some kind of sex sin in your life. Or whatever it was. And you're, you're listening to a young man up there that is part of this organization. That they were introduced to the saving power of Jesus Christ and how it brought discipline into their life and how they were set free and they went through all of these things and so they're up there and they're saying the only way that we can make this is because of you we can only go as far as you help us go and you're like I'm ready you got Venmo I'll send Venmo you got cash app I'll send cash app but you got any ways to give I'm going to give to that because your heart is pulled on in an area where it has changed your life and it's spontaneous like I've got to give to this because it's need-based. The other day I was at the pop shop, amen, and uh, the, the lady, as I go, th go through the line, she's telling me, she's, she said, hey, I, I, she's connected with us and said, you're a pastor, and she said, I'd love to come to church with you sometime, but my car's messed up, and she said, it's going to cost this much, and Lord put it on my heart to pay, to pay for it, and so uh, I, I gave her some money, because can I tell you this? The Lord has blessed me. And it's not because I'm a preacher, and the more y'all pay, the more I get. If you know me at all, you know I work my butt off. I crawl under horses. Amen? I don't do this for money. I promise you with all my heart. And this isn't what this is about. This ain't about me living in victory. I already live in victory. This is about you living in victory. We, we don't do this for that. I, I promise you. If you know me personally, I work. I do. I put my hand to the plow. Because I know this. This is what I've learned. The Bible says he'll give seed to the sower. 
And this is what I told my son that day. He, he said, Dad, why'd you give her that? And I said, son, because the Bible says he'll give seed to the sower. And as long as he keeps giving me seed, I'm going to keep sowing it. And then he gives me more seed to sow. Amen. Are you hearing me? And I wasn't doing that to get a pat on my back. I was doing that because God has blessed me, and now it's overflowing where other people, you hang around me, you'll get blessed. Are you hearing me? And, uh, I, and I'm not saying that to boast of what I've done. I'm doing that to boast of what God has done in me from the principles and teachings of the Word of God. And so the first one is this is spontaneous, and I believe it's a great level to be at, but I believe with all my heart that there's a better level. Everybody say there's better. So the first one is spontaneous. And the second one that I want to share with you today is this. Are you ready? Strategic. Everybody say strategic. Strategic, when you're strategic about something, that means you've predetermined and you've pre-planned. When you value something enough, you pre-plan in that area. Like, we're coming up on Connection Medic. Now, I'm not always good about this, but if I want the date to be really good and I value our relationship, I will pre-plan things. I'll pre-plan somebody getting a babysitter but when we needed one. Or we'll pre I'll pre-plan where we're going to eat, what time we need to be ready, and all those things. Because women, don't you like it when your man takes care of all that stuff? And when you value those things, I'm seeing some ugly looks from women to the men right now. Like, listen to the pastor right now. Y'all come back next week. I'm talking about all those things. But when you pre-plan, when you value something, you pre-plan. If you value your home, I hope you pre-plan today to pay your mortgage when it is due. Are you hearing me? If you love your car, you will pre-plan right now in your finances. If your payment on your car is $375 a month, you are not going to plan to pay $325 when the payment is due. You pay the $375 or you will lose the car. Are you hearing me? And so the things that we value, we pre-plan. Giving isn't, giving isn't what you do when you're generous. Giving is what you do to be generous. And so, I, and can I tell you this? We serve a God that is strategic in his giving. From the very beginning book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Kings, I could go on, talk about all the books of the Old Testament, it is pointing to a scripture in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You, I can show you in the book of Genesis through strategy that God was pointing, he was planning because he valued you so much that he planned to send his son to the earth to die for you. He gave his son. How many of y'all thankful for Jesus this morning? He was strategic. You seem strategic in the book of Joshua. You seem strategic in the book of Exodus. That it's all pointing to Jesus. And so if he did it, how many of y'all know we need to be like it? And this type of strategic giving in the Bible is the tithe. Got hot in here. It also got quiet. I told John, go ahead and turn up the AC. Uh, Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. This is when we're introduced to this. Actually, it's before that in Genesis, but this is one I want to share with you. He says, in all the tithe, tenth part of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the, he says, it is the Lord's, and it's holy to the Lord. A tithe 
means tenth. There's this, this is not an Aramaic word or a arithmetic word. This is, a, this is a mathematical word, and it means all the tithe. What does he say of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree? So whatever has brought of income to you, he said, this belongs to me. So the first thing that I see from this text, that it belongs to God. So a tenth of your income that is brought to you, in fact, I said in the first service, but I believe this, at the end of the service, when we take up our tithes and our offerings at the, only the enemy would do this when you're talking about tithes and offerings. See, the enemy is trying to rob you right now. Hello, Tokyo. They're tuning in. The first part I want you to see is it belongs to God. And so I said in the first service, when we take up the offering, we should not be saying, all right, tithes and offerings in the back. Those of you that would like to return your tithe. Because those of you that's really got revelation of this, that 10%, it don't belong to you. None of it does. No, temp, no part of the, the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten belongs to you. But aren't you thankful that you serve a God that trusts you with 90? Let's look on the flip side of that. And so the first part is it belongs to God. Return it to him. Number two is he said that it's holy to the Lord. It's sacred. So if we see something that chooses us to live a holy life, isn't it something when we live in a holy life, there's a part of us that we live in victory in every area of our life. So first of all, you see that it's a tenth. So if you make $3,000 or $4,000 or $5,000 a month, whatever it is, if you make $3,000, it's $300. That's a tenth. $4,000, it's $400. There's... It's 500 is what it is. This is what a tithe is. This is strategic giving. Well, pastor, what about this? Can I tell you that um, the other day Andy was with me, and he was telling me how much God's blessed him and Taylor, right? Nod your head if I'm being correct. All right. You too, Taylor. You're in on this, right? All right. And he was, he was sharing with me of how uh, had some things at their house that they were selling on the marketplace, and he was like, well, I already own this stuff. Is this considered, considered a tithe? I said, I never want to get into a religious spirit talking about tithe. Because I can't tell you whether or not this is true. But I'll tell you this. You can never go wrong giving. Never. You can never. You'll never outgive God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So, uh. I, but and, and so number one, it belongs to God. Number two, it's holy to the Lord. He, the second thing that I want to point out is this. There's an order to it. In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, Honor the Lord with, the t with wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops, income. Everybody say first fruits. Then your barns will be, uh, will over, barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. So, so the word 10 or 10, 10 is the number of testing. Everybody say testing. So in the Bible, in Exodus, when, when, when uh, God gives Moses, or the people of Israel, the Ten Commandments, that were Ten Commandments, he said, I'm going to test your obedience in these ten things. In, in uh, the New Testament, when we see the story of the ten lepers and the one that comes back, it was a test of their gratitude to Jesus. The tithe is when you trust God. Are you hearing me? So when you practice this, uh, whether it's here or down the road, 
This is what I'm talking about, living a life of victory. Whether you practice this, there has to be an order to it. Everybody say order. Now, to give you an example this morning, I, uh, I brought a banana. Me and Gabe did have a donut a while ago, but I'm going to have a banana. Gabe made me do it, honey. All right. He brought the donuts in, and I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give, and it will be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. My mother, and I see some people that were raised in the same children's church as I was. My mother and dad were, were my children's pastors. And my mom used to do this deal with us of talking about the tithe. And can I tell you this? I want to encourage all of you parents, sit down with your kids and show, you, show them the value of the tithe. Started early in life. Even times when I wasn't serving God, I mean, I might have spent all night at the midnight rodeo. I always still tithe 10% of my paycheck because I've learned this. I've had revelation. 10% don't belong to me. It belongs to God. But this is what we do. Let's say that this is our paycheck, all right? First thing you do, you pay your house payment, right? Then you pay your grocery bill. Well, it's 2023, so I'm going to go ahead and take another bite of that. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Then you buy eggs. <laughs> and gasoline. I mean, come on, chickens, we having like a shortage. Chickens get COVID or something? What's the deal? Um, uh, then there's kids. That's a big bite. <laughs> right? Brandy likes purses. <laughs> and not the cheap ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I like guns. I, I really like guns. <laughs> Are you guys getting the point? And then, and then there's kids again. <laughs> And then we show up to church, and we say, Lord, you can have my leftovers. Can I tell you what this is? This is a tip. And if you wanted a tip this morning, I'm full of them. Don't eat the yellow snow. Don't pee in the wind. Don't lick a frozen flagpole. Here's a good one. Don't play leapfrog with a unicorn. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Uh, if you want some wisdom, Confucius said, man who stand on toilet is very high on pot. See, I'm full of all of them all the, right, all the time. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me through this. Uh, Hey, can we not laugh about this this morning? How many of y'all know we ought to have joy in the house of the Lord? This is how we should live. If when we get the check, we get the increase, the first bite, we say, this don't even belong to me. God, this belongs to you. Like what I do with, when, uh, when I go to the bank, Maybe it's one week of shoeing, sometimes it's two weeks, sometimes three weeks, depending on when I go on that Friday or that Monday or whatever it is. I'm telling you, in the parking lot of First United Bank, 
whatever the tenth is of the money that I put in the bank, I send it right away. There's some of y'all, y'all sit down, you write the check. I know Miss Cindy does, doesn't she? Before it even hits the bank account, we're in faith. We're saying, God, we know that everything we have is because of you. You know, I'd hate to think, you know, we're blessed. We go on vacations and we, we uh, you know, anything that my kids want, they have. Brandy calls them blessed. I call them spoiled. Right? But I would hate to think, because, and Pastor Brandy know this, that these children out here, God gave us these children. God gave us the house that we live in. God gave us the cars that we drive. It was God that did that. And I'm so grateful to that. And I would hate to think that I, I bet I, that it's because of everything that I've done. No, it's everything that he's done. And I ain't going to give him leftovers. I'm going to give him my first. Are you hearing me this morning? This, the first bite right here, this is, this is giving out of abundance. This is giving out of scarcity. I want to give out of abundance. I don't want to give out of scarcity. Are you guys hearing me this morning? Come on, do you know that I love you today? One's obedience. The other one's religious. Tithing trains your heart to honor God. Tithing says money doesn't own me. Tithing helps you manage your money. See, we trust God. Isn't it amazing to me? I was thinking about this. We trust God for our eternity and our soul, but we have a problem when it comes to trusting him with paper. You know, lots of times people come in and they need counseling, and we love to give them counseling, but lots of times it's because their finances are a wreck. And the very first question that I ask, are you a tither? Yeah, we give. You did not answer my question. Are you a tither? Yeah, we give some to the church. No, that's not, that's not the answer that I'm looking for. Are you a tither? Because what you're telling me is you're a tipper. And you're probably a mediocre one at that. God wants 10th. He doesn't, it belongs to him. I hope you're seeing this in, in, in scripture this morning. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your money. He's like, oh man, I'm looking down. That, that was a huge bonus check. If he ties off of that, we're going to be able to pay the rest of the gold, the streets of gold on the south end of heaven. Oh, so-and-so that just died and came to heaven, we're going to be able to finish his mansion. He's not thinking that way. In fact, the Bible tells us in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, he says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Aren't you thankful God doesn't change? He says, that is why you, O sons of Jacob, have not come to an end. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have turned away from my statutes or ordinances and have not kept them. He said, you've walked away from the things I've asked you to do. He says, but return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? So he's talking about a people that's not doing the things that I've called him to do. And then in ironic, the next one, he says, will a man rob God? He says this, yet you are robbing me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. He says, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, this whole nation. I'm telling you, I believe this with all my heart, because I've seen it on people's lives before. They'll live under a curse because they don't, aren't faithful tithers to the Lord. 
He says, bring all the tithes in the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and, my, and, and test me in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will op- now open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until there is no room to receive it. He says, then I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he will not, and he will not destroy the fruits of your ground nor will your vine in the fields drop its fruit Drop its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All nations shall call you happy and blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. I don't know about you, but I want the Bennett house to be blessed and happy. Are you hearing me? So when you don't, when you don't return the tithe, means you don't, he's saying you don't trust me. How can we have intimacy if there's no trust? Can I tell you he's not after your money? He's after your heart. And he said, you can't have two masters. And this has nothing to do with your resources. This has everything to do with your heart. It says in Matthew 6, 21, he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on you which your life centers will be also. Well, right away, I know it. There's people in the room. Well, pastor, that's Old Testament. I've been watching this guy on TikTok. That, that's Old Testament. Well, rip your Old Testament out out of your Bible and tell your wife it's Old Testament to commit adultery. I'll sleep with ever who I want to. I believe you'll believe in the Old Testament real quick. (laughs) Well, throw away great stories like David and Goliath. Throw away great stories of Joshua marching around Jericho. What? Well, thou shalt not murder. Listen. It's still true today. Amen. But I also want to tell those people, you know, can I tell you those people who's, told, who's always told me, that's Old Testament stuff. I've never heard that from someone that wanted to be more generous. Even Jesus said in Matthew 22, when they come to him about taxes, trying to catch him in something that he's saying, he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And he said, continue in giving to God what is God's. If you know anything about the Bible, he is talking to some Pharisees that these are people that are true. In fact, you flip over to Matthew 23. He says, I know you pay your tithes because you live by the old command. And Jesus is saying, you continue in the tithe. What did Paul, the, the Apostle Paul say? He said, I'm going to give in the grace that's been given to me. I don't know about you, but the grace that's been given to me is 100%. I may can't afford that. But I'm going to give generously. Are you hearing me? You're like, Pastor, 10%. I've been really blessed. That's a big number. Well, he can lower it so you can get comfortable. It's hot in here. How about this one? This is my favorite. I don't tithe, but I give my time. You can't make it mean what it doesn't mean. I had somebody that I worked with that said, I, I, I give him my time. And I straight bluntly told him, and this guy was a man of God. I said, that's not what it means. You can't mean it. Mean, you can't make it mean something that it doesn't mean. If, we, if it's time, I give a whole bunch. Are you hearing me? Here's the last one. You're like, thank God he's almost done. Would he shut up about giving? How many of y'all got something out of the word already today? John, if you want to go ahead and come. Be strategic. Be spontaneous. 
strategic's the best one that's going to set you free. But here's the last one is sacrifice, sacrificial giving. I love what David said, and I love the story. He said, I won't give to God anything that don't cost me something. And can I tell you this? It's not a number. It's a heart posture. It's a posture of the heart that's leading forward. Come on, has God been good to you? Come on, lift your hands if God has been good to you. I want to share with you a scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. He said, and now brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. He said, in the midst of a very severe trial, a very severe trial, like, I want you to use your imagination with me, not that this has ever happened to you, but there was leadership in Macedonia that caused the economy to rise. Can you use your imagination with me for a second? They're in severe trial. But it says, the Bible says, but their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Remember, this is not a number. It's a heart posture of what God wants for us. He says, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the lord's people he said they urgently pleaded you know it's my dream and it is a dream it would be a dream to me that you guys would say you know what pastor we don't want to hear you preach today we just can't wait to give and this is what the this is what this church was doing we can't wait to give we can't wait to put seed in seed in the ground but can I tell you what sacrificial giving is? This is an offering. This is above the tithe. I'm going to explain these things to you actually on February the 26th. But this is above the tithe. You don't give an offering until you've tithed. Until you have tithed 10% of the increase that has been brought into your life. Everything above that is in offering. Offering is beyond the tithe. And can I tell you, I can't wait. February 26th. February 26th, this is not a day where you need to be sleeping in. This is not a day where you magically get a cold. This is not a day where you choose to watch online. This is the day when I want to encourage you to be here because I'm going to talk about the state of the church. Can I tell you, I'm not saying this today because I'm not giving you this message today because if y'all don't give today, the lights are going to be turned out. Can I tell you, with all confidence, Arena of Life Church financially is doing better than it's done in the history of since it started. We are completely paid off. We don't owe any debt. We have uh, enough in the bank to pay for all the bills for a year. Close to it. Listen, we're blessed. And listen, I'm not saying, that I, I'm not, I hope you don't think that I'm hammering you over the head. If y'all don't give, this is it. 
I've been in those services before. They suck. I'm here today because I'm telling you as your pastor, you will not live in victory until you get this right in your life. I'm telling you that with all my heart. So on February 26th, I'm going to give you the state of the church address. I'm going to talk about where we've came from, but where we need to go. Last year when we did it, it was an exciting service if you were in here. We all gave. Leo came up here with a knife. We started cutting envelopes open. And together, can I tell you, by the end of the year, what came above the tithe was almost 200000 It was almost 200000 Do I need to say that one more time? I know you may not think that's much, but in 2023, when the economy, or 2022, when they said the economy was worse than it's ever been, Arena of Life gave above the tithe two hundred thousand dollars we paid off we paid off all our stuff now if we do that this year we got to build a building we got to build a school we got cities to build we got contracts to build we got places to go there's more people that need to be reached people need to hear the saving power of Jesus Christ so on February 26th I'm going to give you the state of the church address. And you come in with a strategic plan that me and my household, we are going to give sacrificially. The Bennett's are. Can I tell you this with all confidence? I give as sacrificially as anybody in this room. I'm not doing that to boast my own bubble. But I believe in the house of God, and it has changed my life to be a generous giver. Because I know this, I wouldn't have any of it if it wasn't for the Lord. I can't wait to give. Can we, honey? We can't wait to give. Let's give. Did we not give? Well, let's just give a little more in case we didn't. Give, 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 give. I'm telling you, this will change your life. This will change your life. If you didn't like what I said, that's all right. Keep having losses in battle. No, it's not okay. I want you to live in victory. I want you to live in victory. God wants you to live in victory. I just want to see it real quick. If, if tithing has changed your life, change your finances. Raise your hand. I'm, I'm, next week. Or in a couple weeks, I'm, I'm going to give you a testimony. There's people that sacrificially gave last year. They went from a job that was paying 60, and it doubled, and it's about to go up even more. I'm telling you, God gives seed to the sower. It's a biblical principle. It's a worldly principle. Whatever man sows, that's what he reaps. I could, you know, this morning I left a lot of scriptures out of here. I could have went 45 minutes. Easy. Tithe, 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 tithe. Oh, tithe, 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 tithe. But I didn't. <laughs> I went 45 minutes, but I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, Y'all come back next week, I promise you. I normally don't preach this long. 
but I want you to live in victory. Come on, I want you to live in victory. I want you to live in victory. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. God, I pray right now. I know that faith looks scary on one side, but on the other, on the other side, we're glad we did it. Faith may look like fear in the beginning, <laughs> but God, we're always so grateful in the end of faith. So Lord, I just pray for each and every person right now, God. I pray, Lord, that there is a spirit of generosity that is released in this house to give. Lord, you say give, and I'll give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Oh, men, give into your bosom. I'm going to ask this one more time. I know there was people that raised their hand, but if you're away from God, you're not serving the Lord. You want to get things right with God. Just lift your hand. Is there anybody in the room? Amen. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I repent. I give my life to you. I admit I'm a sinner. But today, I believe you died, you were buried, and on the third day you rose again. Come live in my heart, Jesus. I confess you as my Lord. From this day forward, I'll serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If that was you and you meant business with God and you lifted your hand and said, you know what, that's me. Please come down here. If that was you, I want to meet you right here. If you were saying, you know what, I... Amen. I know there was another person. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. Hey, buddy. Love you. Y'all just come up here. Look at me. Don't look at them. Stretch your hands out towards these. God, I thank you. Thank you for the saving power of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And Lord, we know that you keep no record of wrong. Lord, the places in our heart that are, that are dark. Lord, I pray that today the decision they made to pray this prayer, that you're putting a light on those situations. That the places that we regret in the past and the shame that the enemy beats us over the head with all the time. Thank you that you're a God of mercy. You're a God of grace. Lord, you give us what no man, no wife, no husband, no kid, not anybody can give us. So we thank you, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would use us as a church, God. To build them up, encourage them in the Lord. That they would leave here free, whom the sun sets free. It's free indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Michelle. Love you, man. One last thing is this. I'm going to a new series tomorrow. Not tomorrow. On Sunday. And uh, 
called Connection Medic. The Lord's really put it on my heart. People are like, uh, I don't want to hear about relationships. Well, I believe there's a biblical view of relationships. And you guys, that's another way people live defeated is because they can't keep relationships right. I mean, y'all know God's called us to be a light. But I've said this from the beginning. I love golf. And golf is this. You don't par the first one, you can't par all of them. And in January, we have set a precedent that we are going to fight the good fight of faith. And we're going to fight it through his word. We're going to fight in prayer. God put it on my heart this year that not just fast one time a year, there may be some times in our life where we're believing God for breakthrough. Let's have a lifestyle of fasting. Be better for us anyway. Another one is uh, worship. It's my heart's desire that this would be a house that housed the presence of God. We went there this morning. We just got a glimpse of it. And today, I hope you know my heart. It's not for me. I'm believing God for a new bass boat. Y'all just need to give more. I'll buy my own bass boat. I work hard enough to buy my own bass boat. I promise you I do. I, Hanson said a wake boat. Sorry, son. <laughs> oh, Lord. Where's that banana at? That would be like the whole banana right there. <laughs> That's not my heart. My heart is that you live in victory. And whether or not you give is not going to be whether or not the doors of this place open up. Because our trust is not in you, our trust is in God. Right? I hope you get my heart. I hope you heard my heart. And my heart is for you to live in victory. And you'll do it with tithes and offerings, I promise. I promise. Amen? Amen. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.